Media at SAFM with Ashraf Gardner. Tell you what, it's great to chat to someone who I know you'll be inspired by, but also great to chat to someone who's uh, going to give away some of his books. So listen very, very attentively to Rich Simmons, who's the author of Mug and Tweet. He's a specialist in uh, social communication, strategic social interventions. And w- what is it? You're one of those key influences in which awards? Forbes, Forbes magazine. Tell me about this. Yeah, it was a Forbes magazine in Africa. Mm. Um, they did a look. They looked for social influences and. Uh, they found that uh, I was one of the top ten. Mm, DJ mm. Fresh being probably the the most influential in Africa, and Yusuf Abram, she was also on that list. And you there? Okay, we'll find out why you got there. But let's talk about your book specifically. So, mug and tweet. What what is it about? It's about social communication, which is not social media. That mm, mm. we you know because we hear social so much, we think it's immediately. Social, yes, immediate, it's not about the media. It's about the way we communicate. And it all really starts with your personal relationships, because that's the social aspect of your life. How do we communicate? How do we understand that communication? And, you know, as you mentioned or asked the question from the last interview that you had, Mm, mm, how mm. do we listen? And I think that, you know, if you look at statistics on listening, people listen for about 18 seconds, and then they think they know the answer, and then Mm. they'll start interrupting you. But can we actually listen past that? Can we listen with understanding as opposed to just wanting to find out how we can answer? So, so would you agree that, and I'm going to be very careful that we're not talking social media, and, and you've made the point already, that, that, but however, with the advent of social media, and there's a sense that more people know what's happening, in fact, we're listening even less now, because we're all experts. Yes, we all think <laughs> we're experts. And, and, and we might be experts at writing things and putting content out there, but we're not experts at listening. And that's what we need to be, mm, experts mm. At listening, so that we can feel the way. You know, if you look at um, leadership, for instance, we need to find out how we can be leading our people. And leadership being the gift that it is, and it's a gift from your followers, so how are we listening? What are we, what are we giving them so that they can continuously give us that gift of being their leader? So you're giving us a valuable life skill about how to listen as an effective way of, of communicating socially. Well, I suppose all communication is social anyway, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. So what, what's the tools? What, what are you saying? <laughs> how, how do you go about doing this? Well, you know, th- th- I was reading a very interesting um, quote by Tom Peters the other day, and he said that 80% of selling is listening. Mm, mm. We don't know quite what the other 20% is. So then that just shows you, you know, and we're all in the game of selling. No matter what we do, we, we're trying to convince someone, we're trying to sell an idea to someone. So it's all about listening, to understand what does that person want. I always use a very good example, um, and we, we don't listen to our children. And this is probably where education goes wrong. Uh, the child comes to his mom with her makeup brush, mm-hmm. and he says, Mom, what is this? And she'll say, we'll all just say, it's a makeup brush. Mm, Instead mm. of actually asking the child, what do you think it is? Mm, mm. When the child then says to you, well, I think it might be a tree, and you've got to say, no, you can't make them wrong at that stage. You've got to ask them, why do you think it's a tree? So it's quite simple. It's got wood at the bottom, and it's got a big thing at the top, and that's how (laughs) a child draws a tree. And then you say, that's very interesting, and you acknowledge the creativity, and then... Just say, mom calls it a makeup brush. So in this whole process, we haven't made the person wrong. 
And that's really what it's all about. Listening is about, it doesn't mean we have to agree with a person or disagree with a person. We just have to listen to understand where they're coming from. And if we understand where the person's coming from, we can communicate more effectively and more accurately with those people. That makes the assumption that a child is like two years old and not a, not a, a 30-year-old child talking to a 55-year-old parent, right? Would, but, that, but, but any question that's asked of you, you it's could the it's the same answer. So if, if, a, if a, someone in your organization comes to you and asks you a question, first ask them, what are, how do they see it? Is the, do, they, do they see a possible solution? And then add to that. Otherwise, you've sort of, without them, they haven't communicated effectively. And we've got to understand that people don't necessarily communicate effectively. But don't, you, don't people get irritated by that? So it's like, to follow the same example, Dad, I need to live to, to the movie house. So the obvious one is like, yes or no, or what time? But, but what you're suggesting is it's like, so why would you need to be going to the movie house? Or what is a movie house to you? <coughs> well, I think that, that, that you, you've got to take things in context mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah, sometimes you would ask him what happened at the movie. Tell me about the movie. And I think just, you know, talking about that, we're so used to watching television and watching the end of the pro, to the, from the start to the end. And mm-hmm. if you, any documentary, and what we should actually do is, because we've got PVRs and all those fancy things, we should stop it halfway and ask the child then, tell me the rest of the story. And you'll go, no, I don't know the rest of the story. That's why I want to watch it. And say, no, you can watch it. What do you think the rest of the story is? And through that interaction, you'll actually open up his creativity and his thinking because the most effective way of communicating is actually storytelling. Mm, 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 So, you know, are we cultivating that storytelling in people? Tell you what, having a fascinating chat, and you can join in chatting to Rich Simmons, who's the author of Mug and Tweet. It's a book he's released a few months ago. He's a specialist in uh, social communication. And we're really looking at, you know, so social communication as opposed to social media, which, uh, as we've said, is, is the thing that most people sort of tend to jump onto these days. OH9110427. We'll do some giveaways uh, in a few minutes' time. But for now, if you wish to actually ask a question uh, of uh, Rich Simmons, you certainly can do so. You can also SMS to 34701. And if you're tweeting, it's uh, uh, tweet to at Ashraf Garanda. Use the hashtag media show as well. So, so let's, get, let's, let's talk about the title of the book, Mug and Tweet. I yes. don't think it's a coincidence. There's a reason behind that. Yes, and, and it's not the, about the coffee shop, incidentally. Mm-hmm. Okay. Although it sounds like that, right? Yeah, it yeah. sounds like that. Yeah. Yes, it, it does sound like that. But what happened is... The original book was called Tweet and Sour, but it, that sounded like a bit of a <laughs> political campaign that had gone wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I liked the word tweet in, in that uh, concept and then needed to find another word. And, and because it was social, um, I was actually with my brother and his wife, and, and we kind of like said, well, every time we're social – we have a cup of coffee. Mm, you know, mm, we'll sit mm. down, we'll meet for coffee, we'll, people will come into our homes and we'll offer them a coffee or something to drink. So it's always around, that's what, how we are social. So the mug was part of the mug. Mug represents the coffee anyway. Yes, yeah. it represents the coffee. It represents whatever you do. So you might meet for a drink, but that mug was effectively how we are socialists. Now, now, what are you hoping to get out of this? The book, that is. Well, personally, to find... And I do, and I, and I engage with specific companies, ones who want to be different. I'm, I'm not uh, engaging necessarily with people who want to be the same as their mm, competitors. Mm. If, if you see a need to be different, 
or my contrarian views can help you see a creative difference. And then companies that I engage with, fortunately, are the ones with progressive leaders who are looking to take their company into the next age, whatever that might be, because we're not sure what that is, but we... We're going to journey there together. Because I'm thinking, I mean, as we talk, <coughs> as, I, as I talk to you, I'm talking to people listening who are marketers. There are people listening who are involved in the in the journalism aspect of, of media. But there are people who are interested in, in media, just general communications, right, um, from all walks of life. So, so how, how do you expect, I mean, th- there's also this thing about, you know, we need to be creative, we need to break clear of the clutter, and, and one can do that at company level. But should we be doing the same thing even at a conversational level, Amongst friends with the mug in one hand. Yes. So five friends talking about whatever, uh, the politics of the day, we still have to break clear, clear of the clutter. Well, that's right. And most of the clutter is a time consideration. So if I sit, we sit in one-on-one and we've had a two-hour meeting, for instance, we realize we can get quite deep into our conversation because we've allowed enough time for each other. Mm-hmm. If there was five of us and we were meeting for an hour, I might hear about your, your relationships and your children, maybe. But there's going to be nothing deeper. So if we want to communicate effectively, mm-hmm. we've got to allow a little bit more time to listen. Because if we arrive at that meeting, and it's very much the way we communicate, we need to tell people what we think they need to hear. We should actually approach the meeting going like, I'm going to the meeting to find out what I can find out, as opposed to let me tell everyone how clever I am. So, so if we're listening, on the one hand, the literal listening is me listening with my ear, but there's also the sense that companies, and going back to that previous interview that I had with Carl Fulong, that, that companies need to be listening, politicians need to be listening, you know, constituencies need to be listened to, uh, you know, brands need to be listening to someone. I mean, isn't that the issue? Ultimately, everybody has to be listening. Yes, exactly. You need to be listening, and I think that, in you know, you, you mentioned the corporate environment. So... And we often think we need to be listening to our customers. But in a, in a corporate environment, who are your customers? The salesperson has the mm. final contact with the customer that pays. That's his customer. That's not the CEO's customer. The CEO's customer is his board of directors. Their customers are the, the next line of management that report to them. And that's who we need to be listening to. Okay. Hold the thought because I want to just pick up on that. I think it's, it's such an important issue. Just by the way, next week we'll chat to uh, Aisha Mohammed, who's the, the general manager of SABC3. Because, of course, you know, they've, they've rebranded. There's a whole new look about, about the channel. We'll talk about that too. But let's get to cricket now. South Africa against uh, Zimbabwe. Uh, that's the one thing. Though. In fact, we also have the Youth Olympics. Uh, and I think we'll get to Manfred Seidler first. For SFM Sport. But uh, the cricket, we can't cross to Zimbabwe, but I can tell you now that South Africa are off to a pretty good start. In fact, 79 without loss. That's in the 34th over, I think it is. Now, I'm losing about 34, and I'm just giving an approximate uh, figure there, which means the balance has been hit by the hard-hitting or quick-hitting uh, Quinton de Kock. So it's a, it's a pretty good start there for South Africa in that, uh, in that particular one day. Now, Rich Simmons is with me. We'll also chat to Tamim Sivi from the ASA. We'll also chat to Tonya Kuri, just giving us an analysis of, uh, of the week. Uh, in the media globally but let's continue with Rich Simmons and also of Mug and Tweet so Rich we were talking about yes so listening from a, from a marketing point of view because I'm, I'm just curious how, how marketers can get take your advice well I, I have a saying that we mustn't look for the ideas that are going to confirm our thinking rather look for the trends that are going to disrupt your thoughts mm-hmm. now if it isn't maybe you need to say that slower okay we mustn't listen don't look for the ideas that are going to confirm your thinking Look for the trends that will disrupt your thoughts. 
Now that's not that, that means you trying to be visionary, looking into the future of what the possible trends might be. React on the trends that are happening now, certainly. And the way we f- get into the trends of the future is by interacting with people in whoever those customers are in our environment, understanding them on an emotional level, which probably means making yourself slightly vulnerable mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and allowing yourself to listen because half the time we don't listen because we're not vulnerable enough because for whatever reason, then that's, you know, that's a quite a, a thing that we could go into, but that we haven't got time for that now. But yes, certainly to listen and to find out what those needs are. And probably those needs should be more emotional. And what, what are they actually... So when you're interacting with people and you're listening to them and, and that sort of feeling that you get, and only you can do that. So, so if you are the person, it's a one-on-one conversation. So we're always speaking to someone specifically. Mm, mm, mm. And that someone is probably representative of about 100 to 1,000 people in your network. So that whatever that one person says, take heed of that. Listen to the emotions of it. And then that will help you to then forge your way forward. Okay, the key, the key, and we'll come back to that. Yeah. But the key thing is many people are pretty afraid to be disrupted with, with their train of thought or, or, or their way of thinking at that point in time. And that's the big fear, isn't it? Okay, let's then cross to the cricket now. Some, South Africa again, Zimbabwe, used the Indubilisi. Well, thank you very much indeed, Ashraf. We can tell you that uh, it certainly is good going for the South African batsmen. Ashraf, uh, in particular, Quentin Dirkok have been batting very nice. They are currently 80 for the last of no wicket, and we're into the 15th over. Quentin Dirkok has just reached the past 50. He's unbeaten on on 53, and Ashraf is in good support as 25. Now, this is after, after South Africa won the t- uh, correct in Zimbabwe on the toss and decided to bowl. The first three or so went very nicely, but then both the cock and Amla took full advantage of the good bad conditions and so pretty wayward Zimbabwe bowling. So that's the story here from a uh, Chilean overcast Queen's Sports Club here in Blue South Africa currently 80, uh, 81 was the last now, uh, and uh, into the scene that this has been the for SAFM Sport. And regular updates for that cricket match all throughout the day here on SAFM. Back with Rich Simmons. We've got about four minutes to go with uh, is the author of Mug and Tweet. So, okay, part of what you're saying, and I will go back to something that we actually, we've sort of left, right, before the, the 10.30 uh, crossing we had, which is your point about who's your customer, which I think is quite fascinating. Because potentially every one of us are engaged in a customer. As I talk to you, my customer is the listener, I would think. Right? Or not. Yeah, I, I think yes. That, that in both of our cases, we we're not here for each other. We're here for the listeners. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> However, if we were thinking we were to, we were not talking to each other, and we were talking to the listeners, we'd probably have no relevance with them mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. our conversation needs to be on a personal level that we understand each other and the way that we communicate with each other, and that then becomes the forum for the people out there, and that's exactly the way we communicate on a social level. We'd start a conversation, someone else would join our conversation, but we couldn't then ask them what they wanted to. We'd then need to continue our conversation. They would need to pick up up on that and then join our conversation if Mm, they wanted to. mm, mm, But yes, we we always need to be thinking about the person that we're specifically communicating with. And I think that the, the breakdown comes is that we think we're trying to sell something to someone. Mm-hmm. And if I was talking to you on a personal level, you'd pick up very quickly that I was trying to sell you something. 
Now, if we're doing that on any other communication form, they will quickly pick up on that and they'll disengage with us. Because at least here I'm face-to-face with you. Um, you kind of like might feel embarrassed if you just want to disengage. Mm, However, mm. on the mediums out there, if I'm trying to have a, a conversation where I'm trying to sell you something, you'll just disengage and I won't even know you're gone. But but is the reality, and whether it's you and I talking, whether it's a marketer planning a, a strategic campaign for people to buy goods on behalf of their client, uh, or you know an agency in this case here, whether it's a politician trying to get votes, are we not ultimately still selling, whether we state that intention up front or not? Well, yes, that, that is what many people try to do. But we've got to see this the whole social communication environment as a pay-it-forward environment. So before... I can now you know, go back to your original question, how do we become African influencers? Mm, mm. It wasn't because I was trying to sell something to someone. I was giving freely information to people, and that might have been inspiration, it might have been blogs, it might have been whatever information and content I thought was relevant for them, but not from my perspective, not from what I was trying to sell them. So I wasn't trying to sell them leadership and t- communication workshops. I was just giving them what I felt they needed from the interactions that I'd received mm. from them, which then made me re- relevant for those people. As soon as we try to sell to someone, they have this suspicion. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and so how do I get your influence? Well, I'm interested in you. I give you things that you're interested in, and then potentially you could be interested in me. And, you know, it comes back to the, what I say is the biggest compliment someone can pay you is they ask you, once you've served them, they say, well, Ashraf, what do you do? Mm, mm, mm. Instead of you having to tell them from the start what you do. Well, why is that different? Because you've, you've connected with a person on an emotional level. It's not, it's, it, the, and emotions make up 80% of our communication. Okay. So, so everyone's always listening. I'm going to a wedding today. I'm going to a wedding today. And we'll, we'll see how we, because of course I'm going to interact with people socially. Let's see how that happens. So just talk first. And like, so what do you do? And then we'll talk about that later on as opposed to the first thing. Right. F- final thoughts from you? Final thoughts. I, I often get, you know, that, that there's people in agencies and, and corporates and all those things. And they, they always wonder whether they should be a professional person or a social person. Mm-hmm. And the, the real answer to that is, you are a social prefer- you're a social person who is professional at all times. When you do it the other way around and you decide that you're professional and you're social and you let your hair down, well you normally let more than your hair down, your name goes with it. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Well I tell you what, I'm gonna give you some homework. You need to tweet because uh, I know you tweet, right, uh, at Rich Simmons, by the way, uh, five of the most significant quotes that come out of today. And I'll, happy to, I'll be happy to retweet that. So there you are. Your influence will grow. Uh, from a listener point of view, and you need to listen, in, in spite of what we've been talking about now, um, I need you to SMS so you can get a chance to win this book. We've got, we've got what, five books to give away. Uh, SMS this competition number, 34766. 34766. So SMS then your name. And the key word is tweet, right, then I want your address, and also give me your occupation, so you see I am interested in what you really do, so let me repeat that, I want your name, I want the keyword tweet, I want your address, I want your occupation as well, and that SMS number is not the usual SMS number, it's the competition number 34766, do it right away, we'll pick out five uh, winners, um, so get in there very, very quickly. Well, thanks for your time, Rich. Great chatting to you. And I'm sure we'll engage once again, if not on the air, then off the air. If not, then through social media. Anyway.
Thank you, Chef. Have a good day. Thank you. Now we'll chat to Tembi Msibi about the ASA and their rulings uh, for this week.